0: But the, the actual figures that I will never get rid of are, you know, the figures that I still have from my childhood. And I have one little bag of all these dirty, broken little figures, um, <laughs> and it's Sewer and Mike, Undercover oh, Dawn, good one, Tattoo, Ground Chuck, Mondo Gecko, and Chrome Dome. Now, those uh. I will never get rid of. I'll have those forever. My kids play with them. It's, you know, it's a sentimental thing.
1: This is Kevin Eichmann, co-creator of the teenage Mutant ninja turtles, I'm thrilled you're listening to be here on Turtle Flakes. Cowabunga dudes and dudettes, and welcome to episode one thirty-five of Turtle Flakes podcast. I am your lowly co-host Rob, and join with me as always is my brother, my partner, in ninja turtle crime, Mister Joshua Rourke. How are you? Hi, everyone. I'm good. How about you, man? I'm ah, doing well, man. Doing well. I'm a jeez, I'm a year older today, or not today, but this this week. Oh yeah, you got uh, yeah. your birthday a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Josh, you know, being Josh, he, he's like, "Happy birthday! You're another year closer to death."
2: Yeah. Happy one day, <laughs> one year closer to death day. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, wait a little, wait to lift me up, buddy. I appreciate that.
2: Everybody says happy birthday. I find nice ways of saying.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and our first calbunga within the first within minute the of the show. Yeah, I love
0: man. it. <laughs> Let's bring that in.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, today we are keeping it, uh, I would say simple, but that is because, first of all, my birthday was on Tuesday, and then my daughter's first birthday was on Wednesday, and then we had a celebration yesterday at my parents' house. We're having one today with my wife's parents coming over, so it's, it's been crazy busy, and I said all that to say this. I have done Rob no prep do his whatsoever, homework I, again, so. I didn't do my homework.
2: <laughs> I'm like the one dude so, when they have like, okay, get in the groups of three for this project, and one dude does everything. Here.
1: Does everything, Hi. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's why I joined his group. That's <laughs> true. So, yeah, we were just going to do like a listener feedback show, and we got a lot of feedback and um, really interesting stuff, too, that uh, we wanted to share. And uh, before we get into all that stuff, uh, Jose, what have you been up to lately?
2: Uh, nothing really, just uh, doing a lot of writing, um, doing a um, bunch of playing video games and writing because I have a you know, YouTube channel and all that other stuff, so it sounds like it, it's, I do stuff that basically doesn't sound like work, but it's work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, so, it takes time and effort. And
2: I'm trying to get a podcast going too just so I can be the triple threat, but I just don't know if I'm going to do it yet. I kind of want to, but I don't know. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to do a one-man podcast, half-hour segment, and then just do that every week, but I don't know I'm going to yet.
1: Is so that the one we've talked about?
2: You and I talked about, yeah. We're like doing a supplemental show where it's just like, you know, I don't know, just my own views on pop culture and movie news and stuff. it would probably be like a movie news show um, where like my, uh, my website's more of things that basically I'm just recommending stuff. Um, and then my gaming channel is just like gameplay videos where it's just, it's, I don't know why, I think I know why my subscriber base is so low because like, I don't do like entertaining videos. I let the video game speak for itself and I just kind of, I don't talk over it. There's like, no, cause I don't, I really don't want to, I don't know why. I just don't like all the, I don't like a lot of the video game personalities out there or like a mm-hmm. streamer personalities where it's just like people overreacting and really selling that this game is great and it's not so i just let the gameplay speak for itself and um
1: which i kind of like like anytime i do a review of like a retro game or something i like to look at the long plays especially if i can't and, beat the game <laughs>
2: you know? yeah i know that's what i was i was inspired by like there's this a uh, great channel uh by this guy called lord chaos and he did a video of him just like destroying the friday the 13th on nintendo game on uh, nintendo wow and, and he just, like, he killed that whole game. And it was about a half hour, and he showed you how you're actually supposed to play that game, not a speedrun or anything. And it was, he talked very minimally, except for he had one video where he explained everything and one video where it was just gameplay. And I really liked that. Mm-hmm. And, but I did have my first bit of negative feedback on it on Facebook when I was sharing my videos. And I'm doing a Resident Evil 5 series because that game came out 10 years ago, and it's my absolute favorite Resident Evil game and uh one dude i can't remember who it was so i apologize if this was you and i'm not upset I, honestly but this guy said man this video was like 30 minutes man that's too long and i was like well dude i can't i can't help how long the game is you know <laughs> but it, but i told him i was like if you think 30 minutes was long i got some i got something to tell you because they because <laughs> i did it like Resident Evil Five has six chapters with two to three parts per chapter, and every part is a is its yeah. own video. And I ended up with eighteen videos for this one game, and I think I've uploaded eleven of them so far because I did the DLC too, and I did it in chronological order. So I made it, I made it so if you watch the whole thing from end to end on a playlist, you'd get the entire story in mm-hmm. continuity, uh, which was kind of tricky figuring out where some things yeah. take place. Um, but it was just like that's just that's... what I do, man. It's kind of like when i when I play friday the, I do a lot of Friday the thirteenth and Dead by daylight videos. I mute everybody so I can make it like as much like a horror movie from the killer's perspective as I oh, can. Cool. I kinda try to mini horror movies, like especially Friday the thirteenth
1: yeah well the, the, basically it's like it's a long play with new games. I like that, yeah, I mean, that's got its audience, yeah,
2: yeah, and you know i I'm trying to i mean I can't buy every game. And there's a lot of games out there, like especially new games where it's just like, I can't, I can't really, I don't know how to make a video of like a 70 hour open world game. Like we were talking about earlier. It's like, if I got days gone, I don't know how I would make a video series of that because like, what do you end up doing in open world games? It's like, Oh, okay. I'm going to go get clothes. I'm going to go get a haircut. I'm going to go do this. Like especially if you're playing like Grand Theft Auto, how much time in the Grand Theft Auto did you spend in the gym or in the barber shop? You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna make videos of that workout. Video. Oh, maybe that'd I be funny. Like, get Grant out and do workout videos of them in the gym and just like just like edit in <laughs> just stupid sound <laughs> effects. Like you can do it. One, two, two, three.
1: Oh, that'd be funny. Or or a montage '80s music. You're the best. I know. Yeah, like, right. like Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome, man. Well, you keep those videos coming, man. I really do enjoy them. Um, yeah. Yeah i uh, I really haven't done a whole lot um ninja turtles lately stuff but i did get to uh cover happening yet say what
2: there's not a lot new happening yet yeah
1: yeah i'm gonna get into one thing that um i actually found and it kind of leads me to what i was gonna say i was at um i covered for a good friend of mine he owns the comic shop here in north knoxville called new krypton comics Yeah. last saturday that's the reason we couldn't record last saturday and um you
2: sent me some pictures. Those were pretty cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a cool – it's a tiny little shop, but it's the, the – It didn't look tiny. Yeah, I know because there's so much stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. And he's an artist too. And he was going to hang out with, I think, a friend. It was like the first day he'd taken off in like two years. And uh, he asked. He was kind enough to ask me to, to cover for him. And I, I was – he's a very particular guy, so I was really shocked he asked me. Uh, but <laughs> I was like, sure, I'd be honored. So it was so weird to be on the other side of the counter helping people out. And it was cool because a lot of folks came in and we just got to talk comics. And this one guy came in and um, he and I just got to talking. And I told him I was a big Turtles fan. He said, Oh, did you see IDW's new collection? And I said, No, no, I I completely missed out on this. But apparently, for the 35th anniversary, the IDW uh, Mirage or the IDW uh, company released a tribute to the first four issues of Mirage and the micro series, the Raphael micro series. And, okay. um, it looks really cool. It's, uh, let me pull up the article I had and I'll just read the highlights here. It says here, it, it uh, revisit the glorious origins of TMNT during the 35th anniversary month. This special box set includes Mirage Publishings TMNT issues one through four and the Raphael Micro Series at their original eight by ten dimensions enclosed in a box with new art from TMNT co-creator Kevin Eastman, a must-have for all shellheads. Um this was in shops as of june nineteenth, and they're wanting fifty dollars for it. Uh if the books are in color, I think this is you know a pretty good pickup here. And to have it in the original dimensions is really neat. And I just, yeah. I just missed out on this one. I did not know this came out. I must have missed it in the catalog. Um, and I'm going to see if I can, uh, message Randy, the, the shop owner and see if he can order it for me. But, uh, really cool. And a lot of our friends on our Facebook group page have posted pictures of it. Um, Man, I- Missed on that. I did too. I did too. Uh, Steve Puente, I think his name is. Uh, he posted yeah. some pictures about it, and there's a couple of YouTube uh, videos. As a matter of fact, on our turtles, or turtle flakes Twitter account, somebody had shared, uh, sent us a message saying, "Hey guys, have you gotten this yet?" Uh, and he did a whole unboxing video of it and, and reviewed it. So I'll, I'll provide a link in the in the show notes for that YouTube video, so you can check it out. And like I said, fifty bucks for. Those is not a bad price, personally, uh, but you know times are tight right now, so I may have to wait a little while before I bite the bullet.
2: Yeah, if we can find them. Yeah,
1: if we can find. You know,
2: because that was a shop exclusive. Yeah. You know, if, if you try finding them online, who knows what they're going to sell them oh, for?
1: Lord, yeah, very. true. Like,
2: oh, hey, here's this thing that was five bucks. It's going to be four hundred dollars.
1: Yes. Yeah. And why? You know? Yeah, and then uh. I want your eyeballs. <laughs> and and, uh another one that um looks wonderful and i can't wait till this comes out we don't have at least to my knowledge we don't have a release date yet and josh i'm sure you've already heard about this it's the arcade one-up uh replica arcade machine of teenage mutant turtles the 89 version Uh, and turtles in time the 91 version yeah all in one machine and i love that they kept the um the original 89 cabinet box art or uh cabinet art um this looks phenomenal, and yeah. I'll, I'll just read uh, on. This was revealed on E3. Uh, it says these extend arcade one-ups line of replica arcade machines. Each matches the original machine decals and uses arcade components, but stand at just under four feet. Um, the like I said, the turtles game has both arcade machines, the or arcade games. Turtles, Teenage Mutant Turtles, '89, Turtles in Time from '91, and um, let's see where is it? I had specs on it. Um, with the arcade one up machines costing around two 99, there are cheaper ways to play these games or similar titles on home consoles, but having tried these out in the home, I've enjoyed how powerful they are at recreating the original arcade feel in a home setting. It's not only what's on the screen, how the cabinet looks and the sounds that have got my kids playing these retro games, by the way, I'm reading from the article on forbes.com and I'll provide a link in the show notes for that. Um, it's just, it. I think I'm going to try to invest in this and maybe save up for this because I am a sucker for arcade cabinet art and pinball, uh, play field art. I just love that style. And the in the 89 arcade game, I've told the story yeah. so many times, is a major part of my childhood. It, it was in a lobby in Pizza Hut by my dad's house. We used to go to Pizza yeah. Hut all the time. I used to play it in the lobby and, and badger other kids that were in the restaurant if they'd want to play. Uh, but of course, I wanted to be Donnie. Uh, it's just uh, to have this in the home would be wonderful, and it's four players. But you know, since it's a smaller machine, it's going to be awful cramped. Uh, if you get your buddies and try to play, but just the fact that you have that option is really cool.
2: You know what? I mean, I where the hell am I going to put an
1: arcade cabinet?
2: (laughs) You know, that's the thing. I know, I know. Because I was at it, I was like, you know, it's a thousand. It's going to end up being like eleven hundred bucks, probably. What the machine? Yeah. Uh,
1: no, it's only uh two ninety nine.
2: Okay, three hundred bucks. Yeah,
1: not not a bad that's, price.
2: Okay, yeah. You know what? Like, I could have that in three months. You know, and the, that's probably not coming out till probably around because I, I wrote an article about it too, and I I oh, think I'm it comes. sorry,
1: man. I I missed you. I should have read from yours.
2: Oh, it's fine, dude. Um, I said I said pretty much everything that Forbes said too, but I went to the actual website and like it's pre orderable right now.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
2: But like. It sucks, and I was like, "Yeah, but where am I gonna put that? And if something breaks, I'm pooched because <laughs> I don't know how to fix that. Yeah. And like, if I have to have it fixed, like I gotta send it off someplace. It's like, really, this thing's got one life, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> and I just, you know, I kind of I see stuff like that, and I just wonder why that game can't come to the PlayStation Network. You know, like why? Why can't somebody just oh, like? Sure buy the license to it. And, and I, I know that there's a lot more to it than this, but somebody can't just like buy the temporary license to that game and put it out on consoles or remake it. Like I would love to see that game with Mattia Santaluco's art style. And just like, and, oh, and I know it's just old guy talking about the stuff he wants from his, from his childhood. But like <laughs> that game was just so cool. It was like such a pure fun experience. Where, like, all you had to do was, like, you had the directional, uh, control and two buttons. That's all you had to worry about. You know, like, we were talking about open world games. Like, yeah, I know one day there will be an open world Ninja Turtles 60 hour campaign where he fights, where they fight the same villains they've been fighting in every single video game for the past 40 years. But you know what? If you're going to do a game, why not do the one that, like, Everybody wants to see, you know, and like you can get, you can hook a whole new generation of uh, video game players, and be like, this is what it used to be like, that'll generate interest. And now, a studio like Rocksteady or something will make an open world game that will get everybody hyped up a bunch. And I know, I know that's not that simple, but it's just like, I wonder why those games can't get. There are so many great arcade games that have nothing to do with street fighter ninja turtles or x-men because like everybody talks about because they heard about it on youtube like there's the x-men arcade game that's great but like you forget about like stuff like mutation nation or night slashers or root beer tapper root beer tapper yeah (laughs) that's one of my favorites tapper i mean like yeah it's basically burger time but tapper was awesome that
1: was great it's it's a classic
2: yeah i was like just look in the background of wreck it ralph We could have all those games again. (laughs) And why the was Sonic in there? He's not an arcade game.
1: But he's a a face that everyone recognizes.
2: (laughs) I get it. (laughs) I don't get it. He wasn't an arcade.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, speaking of classics, though, um, (sighs) I'm a sucker for... uh, I've always made it known that, like, Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project for me was the epitome of my childhood that is a game that will always be i cannot separate my nostalgia and bias for that game because i I was over a buddy's house during his pool party and i played it for the first time in his attic and beanbag chairs and with ecto coolers i mean it was the epitome of the early 90s and i played that game with with three of my other buddies and it was just so fun um well Speaking of nostalgia here, this is kind of nostalgia overload for me because there is a brand new game, and I think we might have even mentioned it on the show early in its development, but it's out now. As of June 17th, this game is out, and it's all free. It's on the PC. It's by Merso X, MersoX, X M E R S O X. The game is called TMNT Rescue Palooza. And this game kind of borrows a lot of the graphics from the arcade machine, or the uh, an 89 arcade. I see that it's borrowed some of the sprites or portraits from the Turtles 3 game, but it's also incorporated a ton of the classic cartoon characters in this fan-made game. So if you'll just bear with me, Josh, I'm just going to read through this view here. It's not too long, I'll maybe skip ahead a little bit, but... This encapsulates pretty much what the game's all about, and it looks phenomenal. Uh, I cannot wait to play it. My goal is to play it a little bit this week and talk about it a lot more next week on the next show, and um, maybe even we could try to talk to uh, or send an email to the developer. Maybe he can give us some more information about it. Um, you I know. interviewed him. You did? Yeah, I interviewed Marcel. Yeah. Oh, well, why don't you tell me? Tell tell the listeners about it. I'm sorry. I, I missed that, too.
2: Yeah, well, if you read my site, Turtletracksblog.com, <laughs> you would know that I've had so much experience with this game oh, already. Oh, please,
1: then let me shut up and you do it.
2: Lord, you step back, sir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just steal the show.
2: Never mind. Turtle Tracks podcast is coming <laughs> back next week. <laughs> show you children how it's known. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Rescue Palooza is a great game. Uh, it's completely free. You can download it on GameJolt.com. GameJolt.com. And he actually had, Merso actually had to update it. I feel bad because his, his real name isn't Merso 10, but that's how, that's, you know, that's, that's what I know. <laughs> so so Merso, I appreciate uh, all of your hard work. And I was a sucker for this game from the moment uh, you realized that um, he was putting Scratch in the game. Scratch was in a Game Boy game. How did yeah. he put the actual game? And if you're uh, – go find him on Facebook. You can find the TMNT Rescue Palooza uh, Facebook page. Um And he actually breaks down how – very simply, he breaks down how he took, like, a little sprite from a game Boy game and put him on a PC game in full color. And he he moves and behaves like he did in that old game. And he did this for characters that weren't even in those games. Like, you can – okay, so, like, what happened is, like, it's a basic – nintendo era nes era ninja turtles game where the turtles are hanging out watching tv shredder somehow breaks into their tv and like starts talking to them i don't know how they ever talk to each other (laughs) anyway whatever but uh, he tells the turtles that he kidnapped everyone all of their friends splinter april casey jones mona lisa metalhead irma langenstein Vern fenwick uh the the punk frogs everyone Usagi Ojimbo whoever if if they were associated the whole game is a love letter to the yeah. original uh the 90s cartoon so if they were in that cartoon more than likely they're in I this game I see Mondo game. here
1: with a skateboard about to hit a foot soldier I'm like yes
2: yeah and see I've had the game I've been playing the game for almost a year because he had a demo release that was fully playable from end to end and when the game was officially released earlier this month, it was a completely different game. Oh wow! Um, like very quickly, like the second level, you can like uh, you've got a game map, and it's got the overworld uh, and graphical nature of the first game. So like when you're choosing your level, you get to play as you hear the da 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 Oh, Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, and it looks and Leonardo is just. It's just Leonardo, because that he just represents all the Turtles, and he's walking through the overworld to choose the level you want to go to, and it's basically every level from every Ninja Turtles game you can think of, from one to four, and even some textures of, even some of the backgrounds are from Tournament Fighters, the Super Nintendo version of Tournament oh, okay, Fighters. okay, I because, can see that, yeah. Because Tournament Fighters on Super Nintendo was Ninja Turtles 5, so it's everything from those first five games on the Nite- from the Nintendo era. And basically, you play through a level and you fight a boss. But when you beat a boss, you unlock the ability to play as those bosses and two bo- one to two bonus characters. Wow. So, like, you play through the first level and depending on which level you pick, like, the first level I picked was April's Apartment. And it's the original... NES arcade port, uh, level. So, like, the, the building's on fire. You gotta make it to the top floor to save April. And when you finally get to April, um, the little tech, the mutant module, gro- uh, pierces the ground and comes up and then the doors open and Rocksteady shows up. But, like, this time it's Rocksteady and Bebop. And so when you beat them, you beat them. And now you, you've unlocked the ability to play through the game as Bebop, Rocksteady, and April. And April's really cool because um, hacking animation is her. She's got a microphone on a cord, and so it's a whip. Like, she's basically whipping bad guys with a microphone. It's a lot of fun. Oh, and so cool. when you unlock the bosses, that's kind of like the game's easy mode because the bosses are ridiculously overpowered, so you can, like, just one-shot everybody and especially when you get to like you get to fight Shogun from the second arcade game and you can unlock Shogun and play as him and like that's something I didn't even know I wanted to do. And I'm playing also <laughs> Shogun, awesome. and I'm just one shotting fools everywhere. But then you've got Tatsu from the Stone Heist in there, uh Chrome Dome, Armagon from Tournament Fighters, Scratch, uh, Irma, Mona Lisa, the Punk Frogs, Usagi Jimbo casey jones and he even uses voice voices from the game from the old cartoon so like casey jones sounds like pat fraley
1: uh, oh so cool there's a
2: great scene in the one of the levels which takes place in a, in a garbage dump where you fight the crooked ninja turtle gang and it's like that's where they
1: yeah i the saw cartoon. that yeah
2: and it's like how did you how 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 did you do that and But it's a lot of fun, and he released an update for it that I can't get to run correctly, and it's mostly my fault, so I'm going to try doing it again, because I want to record it and put some videos out there of it, because it's a great game, and it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a huge love letter to, personally, my favorite era of the Ninja Turtles. Never got better than that for me, and I get that I'm, that's a very small audience right there, but I, I absolutely adore the 80s and 90s, cartoon era, Ninja Turtles. I love about it. I, I love know, how – Me too. I mean, It's stupid.
1: It's, it's, it's yeah, stupid, it's but it's innocent.
2: It's children's Three Stooges cartoon.
1: Yes. It's basic. well, no, I might anger some fans with this. But my wife yeah. and I, we love Pokemon. It's innocent. It's for kids, but there's such a draw to it. And I, th- I think the yeah. original cartoon – and you know the original games. That's the same vibe I get. That's why I can't I can't separate my nostalgia for yeah. And, you and, you my know, bias and I'm
2: actually I'm going through very slowly. I'm breaking down every episode of the old cartoon. I'm mean, I'm like halfway through season two right now. I can for yeah, him it's awesome. like I was really surprised by like the character arc of Shredder, where it was like Shredder was this impossibly powerful character in the first season. And then at the end of the first season, he gets shanghaied. And now he's Krang's lackey. And Krang, like, deserts him on Earth. And, like, he has no weapons, no resources. So what is he going to do to take out the turtles? And, like, the first thing he does, and you see how powerful of a leader he is. Because he creates the the Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang. And it's like, this dude's an awesome character in this weird, funny cartoon that people <laughs> act like is Stupid. Yeah. I was like, you know what? You're stupid. No, this is <laughs> awesome. And yeah, it, and one thing that I really love about it is yeah, it's kind of a, a hokey, dumb, slapsticky cartoon, but the turtles' characters never change. Like the turtles, they take that world seriously. The real problems that they have. Yep, this mutated clown has a tickle laser, but <laughs> we have to take him out because he's threatening our family, man. And I was like, you know what? I like that. Yeah. That's really cool, and that's a great message for kids to watch that show and be like – like the whole crux of every episode is this thing is threatening our family. We have to protect our family from this. I was like, you know what? That is
1: awesome. Yeah. So I,
2: it, that is like super wholesome and fun.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you 100%, and I'm so jealous you got to talk to the developer. Maybe we can have him on the show one day or at least maybe maybe we could, I don't know, read some more stuff from him um, about this uh, this game uh, soon because I really want to try it. I'm going to download it as soon as we're done recording. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm going to give it a shot, and I'd love to talk about it more next week.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm going to try to re-download it uh, because I had, it had an update, like I just said, on GameJolt.com, and um, I just haven't tried it yet. And uh, so I'm going to try to download that and play through it. And I it's a lot of fun. It is just it's a game that I've been wanting to play for years where yeah. it's just like, you know what? Maybe the Ninja Turtles, you know, sometimes when you try to do like modern stuff with Ninja Turtles, it, it it works, but it's not as good as it could be. Yeah. And somehow when you go back to like, you know, old people stuff, wanting things to be like simple again, but like when you try to just be simple with the turtles, it works. Yeah. It just works. And like, yeah, Ninja Turtles are super complex and like, Charismatic characters that you can do a lot of different things with but when you just try to strip everything back and just like These are four dudes who fight crime and you, and you just start with that as your base like it works like you've got like a beat em up Streets of Rage style video game with the Ninja Turtles. It just works It works like I did a whole playthrough on my YouTube channel for the mutants in Manhattan game and like my opinion on that game completely changed uh, because like I really get why, like yeah, the game is super simple, and like boss fights are ridiculous, but the game is based on those yeah. boss fights, and like so like you're you're playing through the game multiple times to earn unlocks and rewards to make your turtle to make your turtles stronger because the bosses get stronger as you play through the game, and it's a lot of fun, but like if we just got, like, a remake, which arguably this game is is the fan game of all the first five games of the NES-era Turtles, it's like, when you go back to that, it just works. And it's just so much more fun to me than a 60-hour open-world game with the Turtles would probably be. Not to say that that would be a bad game, but, like, it just i don't see why you have to why everybody wants to reinvent the wheel all the time it's like no this is what works let's stick here for a little bit this was fun you know and that's what this game is it's a, it's just fun yeah yeah so, absolutely
1: like, and and guys um if you've played this please reach out to us and let us know what you think of it send us an email at turtleflakespodcast@gmail.com um uh, we'd love to hear that because uh i know for me i'm a sucker for this stuff and i know you are too josh so you know we we're, we're going to be sold well, on this and we'd love to hear what you guys think, too. I mean, it's free. You can't be free.
2: And you know what? All of our praise would have meant nothing if the game wasn't good. The game, the gameplay is solid. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, there's a lot of nostalgia there that's going to hook a lot oh, of yeah. people. Oh, yeah. The design but itself. If you're, if you're into, like, beat-em-up games or you, like, want to see, like, what a beat... If you're, like... This is going to sound mean, or I'm not trying to be mean to anybody. But if you're a young gamer who's never played, like, side scrolling 'em ups Download this one. It's risk-free because you don't pay for anything. You just download it and play it, plug in a controller and map it. Control mapping a a, uh, a controller to this game is super easy. If you want to know what like old school beat 'em up games are are all about, this is the perfect game for you if you're a young gamer that's never played that stuff. Absolutely. And like nowadays like young gamer that's never played a side scrolling beat 'em up probably means 25. <laughs> so, you've been playing games for twenty years. It's like, oh man, I'm old. Yeah,
1: yeah, jeez. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You're I'm in your mid thirties, right?
2: Man. I'm thirty six. I'm, I'm, I'm in my late thirties.
1: I'm in my late thirties now. <laughs> I'm still still early thirties. Thirty three.
2: You'll get there.
1: I know. I know. You're right. You, you still look good for your age. You do. I mean, not that you're old.
2: Oh, I, I just, I, you know, I'm a stay at home dad now. I got fat.
0: You're not. You know, oh, whatever.
2: So, you know what it is? Like, I feel like I've gotten fat, but like, my body hasn't expanded. So, like, now I just feel like a packed sausage.
0: <laughs> you know? Like,
2: both. I kind of look like when you squeeze a, a raw sausage in your hand, like, some of it oozes out between your fingers. Oh. That's what I feel like. That's what I feel like. It's just like, it's just one day that casing is going to pop, man. Yeah, well. And look at you. You'll be
1: everywhere. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think we just found the intro to our show.
2: Have a donut, <laughs> hey man! Uh, everybody in a but not as much as you. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: oh gosh. gosh! Well, you know, on... I've
2: actually told, told shared a joke with me on Facebook where it was called it was called Veteran Body, where it says vet, vet bod." It's kind of like Dad bod, but with bad knees. <laughs> that's where i am. <laughs>
1: oh, well, just, god bless you, man. God bless you. <laughs> All uh, right, well, you know, yeah,
2: don't download this game. It's a lot of fun, yes. it's free, risk-free. It's uh it's just a lot of fun and it invites it's got a lot of replayability because like you beat a boss, you unlock it. I want to know how the game is playing as rock steady the whole time yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Shredder's unlockable, but something tells me he he will be. Mm-hmm. So uh but there's a lot of lot of cool stuff. One thing that's really funny and I didn't I didn't expect this to happen. When you played through the old arcade game. You remember the girl that was skateboarding by by you oh, or yeah, yeah. Where
1: you can hit her or swing at her and she ducks?
2: Yeah, did you ever do that when you were a kid? I always felt bad, but
1: like <laughs> I think it. <I'd. laughs>
2: there's a really funny easter there's a really funny thing that happens if you swipe at her.
1: Oh, I bet she beats you up. She comes at you, man. She's a boss. Yeah, She's a secret boss. She's like I'm tired of getting punched at. Like... She finally gets her moment.
2: Yeah, and then like in that second level, I don't. You played through the game. You played some of the game, right? No, I've not played any of it yet. Uh, yeah. At the end of that second level, or at the end of that level, I don't know if it's gonna be your stick because it's branching. But like, there's a boss character that has never been in a Ninja Turtles game at all and I'll, I will say this it's a female character from it's a female bad guy from the old cartoon that was only in a couple episodes and mm. I, I won't say anything more than that but when I saw her like my jaw hit the floor I was like holy gra-. and she's a hard boss fight too uh, like um, it was it was a lot of fun playing against her uh, so I'll just say that
1: all right. Well, uh, let's see. We do have some feedback that we'd like to go ahead and get out there. And I have to apologize to Anthony Woodham. He had sent us a an email on June 12th. So it's been a few days. Yeah. Um, but he says, hey, guys, in your last podcast, you asked for feedback about staying with the IDW series beyond issue 100. I will be staying on board because I absolutely love what they were doing with the book. And it's the only turtle series I've been able to read while it's still coming out monthly. I remember how excited I was when I found out IDW had the rights, and that they were going to be putting out a new monthly comic back in 2012. I went to my local comic shop as soon as I was able to, so that I could ask if they were going to be getting it. They were, and that's when I started my first pull list. Anyways, Cowabunga Dudes, Anthony. So, it's cool that he started off... Now, Anthony, I'd love to know, is this your first exposure to the comics, because... It's it's definitely different from some of the other series, but I think I think it's wonderful in it in its own way, and I'm glad you're sticking on board, and I'm glad that you've been pretty much a fan since the very beginning. That's awesome. Yeah,
2: you know, I really, I, I man, I I wish I could go knowing what I know now. I wish I could go back and just like get all the the issues as oh, yeah. coming out because like I had the first couple of them and I thought it was good, but I just I didn't care for the art, you know, and I feel bad about that now. Oh wow. I just, I didn't care. I, who was it? Dan Duncan? Oh, no,
1: see, I loved it. You didn't like Duncan's art?
2: I, you know, I'm sorry. No, I, I didn't care for it. I sure, mean, it's not, sure. not that it's bad. I can't yeah. do that. So I'm not going to say <laughs> something. Hey, your drawings suck, but. Well, like,
1: we're all partial you know, to our own artists, you know? Yeah,
2: you know, and, and it was really, I mean, I, I fully admit it was Mattia Santaluca that got me on that book. Yeah, you know, sure, it was sure. art. It's just like, whoa, look at those, man. I got to They just, it grabbed my eye and it didn't let go. And and then I realized, oh man, story's awesome too. And then I went back <laughs> to the original stuff. It's like, oh, story's awesome. Yeah. Took a lot of chances, made a lot of change, probably made a lot of people angry, but then like quality is always king, you know?
1: Absolutely, you're exactly right. Yeah. I mean obviously they don't they don't you don't get to a hundred without being a successful story. Yeah no you uh, can't story. Yeah.
2: And I did a I did an article where I was like, This is this is my suggested reading uh list, basically, and there was a lot more to it, but I was like you know what? There's, there's really. I counted every single issue, including side series. There are, and like so far, there's like 195 issues of Ninja Turtles from IDW, just from IDW.
1: Yeah, isn't that crazy?
2: From the ongoing and all the side quests and even stuff that's non-continuity, like the Usagi Yojimbo and Batman stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's like there's like almost 200 issues of this book of this series. It's like, that's crazy yeah not a lot of people give the give the uh series that respect you know it's like yeah sure idw does like a lot of political stuff but anyway it's like they whatever you think of idw like this book like demands a lot of attention yeah i'm really interested to get back to the email i'm sorry i do tangents a lot feel free to edit me (laughs) you're good buddy i just i don't I don't know how to feel about issue. First off, we don't know if issue 100 issue 100 has subconsciously been like advertised as this things are going to happen and it like it's they've never directly said it I don't think but like it feels like the end of an era.
1: Yeah, it does. Like,
2: I just thought as I was writing yesterday I just started thinking what if Tom Walton and all, all them what if they're not on the book anymore? Oh man. You know if Tom Waltz is done with issue 100 that that's great. He deserves a break, but like, who the hell is gonna pick it up after that? <laughs> That's a good question. And dude, I feel bad for you, man, because you've got a lot to live up to. And like, can we guarantee that same quality? Can we guarantee the, the community within the creators? So like, because like I broke it down where it's like it's really like eight people running this show, and really it's one dude. It's it's Tom Walt.
1: Yeah, and he's
2: you know. Bobby Kernow, Kevin Eastman, like Kevin Eastman is kind of there, but like the series was going to go with or without him, mm-hmm. you know, like if, if Kevin Eastman didn't want to be part of the, the whole thing, I think it would have went on mm-hmm. without him.
1: I, I feel the same way.
2: Not to say that he's no, not important, absolutely not. not to no. say that he doesn't deserve it either, but like, it's kind of a bonus yes. that he's there. Yes.
1: You know? And it kind of, val- kind of validates the Turtles too, or at least the comics too, because you've got the It legitimized Exactly. You've got the original co creator giving a blessing and probably providing some some creative advice too that kind of gives that seal of approval for for original fans. Yeah. You know?
2: Not to like pigeonhole Kevin Eastman, but you can tell when he wrote the books. Because he's got a specific style.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? It was like we just had like a uh, uh the most recent uh collected edition to come out was the macro series where like we talked to Michael Deallenis about his Michelangelo book and that's easily far and away that's the best book in the series in that in the macro oh, really? series yeah and but uh he's, and I'm not saying that because he was on our <laughs> show it was, like I really loved what he did but um and it's a great book where Michael spoilers Michelangelo fights Splinter yeah, it's in pretty that cool. book it's like Holy! And I'd never read it, and I didn't have anyone spoil it for me. I was like, "Holy crap! Really, Michelangelo?" I kind of called this happening three years ago, but I thought it'd be a bigger yeah. thing. But, you know, and then like Michelangelo wins yeah. too, kind of. In a, uh, but anyway, it was a moral victory, <laughs> <laughs> he, which means he got it. <laughs> so. But then you get to the Raphael and Casey Jones book, and that's well, duh, that's gonna be Kevin Eastman, yeah. and he writes a book, and like you can tell that it's him. First off, when it's the Kevin Eastman thing, when the book opens, it's my, it's Raphael and Casey Jones playing golf, like not even playing golf, but shooting golf balls off a roof.
1: Oh, cool. I love that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's awesome. It's it's really cool. And like, and of course it's the most action packed. (laughs) Yeah. He does. He does action so well. And it's just, but yeah, anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, Anthony, I still don't know what I'm going to do after issue 100. You know, like, I hope the book takes a break. Like, take a couple of months off and, like, really make us kind of miss the Turtles again. And then, like, issue 100 will be out in December or January. Mm -hmm. It's one of those. And, like, let's say, like, the book, in air quotes, stops in January. And then, like, pick it back up in March or April with issue 101. You know, it's just, like, I I would do that where, like, it just... Instead of okay, next issue is in three weeks. Yeah. You know, give, give us some time to stew on the first two hundred issues of this yeah. book. You know, and like I don't know what I'm gonna do, man. Yeah, but and first off, we don't even know if it's gonna be that big of a deal. It certainly seems like it is, but is it's, anything-
1: Right, we're not gone there, you know. I, if I were a betting man though, I would I would almost be, I would be extremely shocked if nothing major happens in issue one hundred.
2: And when is it going to be undone? Because I mean, it's it's common. we know, <laughs> we know it's going to be undone.
1: I don't know. Good question, buddy. Rocksteady, use this turtle Kong to contact his fellow shellbacks. Right, boys. Oh boy, this is going to be fun.
2: Hi, this is Judith Hope as the original April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I'm so glad you called. Leave a message after the beep, and if we're not
1: beating up bad guys and trying to, like, whip the Foot Clan, we will return your call just as soon as we can. Thanks! Uh, yeah, so uh, we got a phone call from uh, Baxter, and I put it in our Skype chat. Every figure
2: expensive.
1: Have (laughs) Have you heard this? Baxter. No, I haven't. Oh, wait a Just wait. Just wait, buddy. I'm just, I'm
2: gonna be preemptive. It's all Baxter. (laughs) It's all you. It might be us.
1: Yeah, well, let's probably us. us. Yeah, this is our legacy. We just keep buying these old things.
0: (laughs) Hey, what's up, Turtle Flakes? It's Baxter. Uh, Hopefully you get this message. It's too long for the, the Turtle Com, so I'm gonna record it and email it to you. So, so I wanted to answer the question of the week and then talk about the white slam dunk and done action figure from that we talked about in the last show. So, so the question of the week, what figure would be the hardest to get rid of? Now, this is an easy question because I've, I've sold off 90% of my collection over the last year. I mean, I've sold thousands and thousands and thousands of figures uh, and I have about, wow. you know, just one little shelf left. Um, so you guys talked about it on the last show, I had to sell down my collection my, my daughters are getting older. They need separate bedrooms. we got a third kid on the way. So it's time oh, to make congratulations. some room. Um, oh, wow. Now, over the last year, I've sold down all of my expensive figures, my carded figures, all of my, you know, all the stuff that I know I could get top buck for if I sold it separately. And then I had a couple guys from a toy store in Connecticut drive up, and they bought all the rest and cleaned out my room for me. So, so now it's an easy question because... I can tell you what I have left. I I kept some original art, some signed comics, movie posters, script. Um, you know, a couple of one of a kind things that I won or I bought. But the the action figures that I will never get rid of are, you know, the figures that I still have from my childhood. And I have one little bag of all these dirty, broken little figures, um, <laughs> and it's sewer surf and Mike, undercover oh, down, tattoo. Ground Chuck, Mondo Gecko, and Chrome Dome. Now, those I will never get rid of. I'll have those forever. My kids play with them. It's, you know, it's a sentimental thing. Mm -hmm. So, now I want to get back to the white Slam Dunkin' Don.
1: Uh, The infamous Slam Dunkin' Don.
0: If you remember, (laughs) it was June 24th, almost exactly a year ago, on episode 116 called Wits Too Legit. I had called in and said that I had found a Slam Dunkin' Don in a white jersey. Um, I had checked eBay every single day for two years before I found mine. I paid $160 for it. Now, the only other person who I could find that had one was Captain Mike. And he said he waited eight years to find his. So so then, after the show aired, I guess... um, Probably within a week, somebody else listed one online, and I contacted him and said, "Hey, what what made you list this for sale?" And he said, "I heard it on a podcast." Comes to find out, he heard it on Turfleaks. So what happened was this guy—I can't remember nah. his name—I'm sorry—he he got in touch with Captain Mike, and Captain Mike, you know, gave him his best bet for a sales report. Now this is important because this 1994 sales report—he based that off of. Um, I believe Star Wars figures, and he pretty much just made it up, his best guess, his educated guess, to give to the guy. Either I don't know if it was you know to help him sell his figure or for the podcast. I'm not really sure, but you know this is the only place a sales report exists. And he said there's um, uh, he he broke down all the stores, the super centers, the sale, Sam's Club, uh, two figures for 2,021 stores per month. Less than 100 in existence, five to ten mint on card, and less than 20 loose. And this was the only place on Turtle Flakes where the, the sales report ever, you know, was ever released. And that was, uh, I believe, in a July episode. I could be wrong, but he messaged you guys, and you you read it on the podcast. So then, in you know a month or two later, in September, um, somebody else listed one online. Now, this one was loose. It had all the accessories and the card, and it sold for $405. So, I saw, okay, maybe prices are going up. In October, I listed mine for sale. Now, mine is loose with no accessories. I had it listed for $400, and I left it listed for four months. I didn't have any interest in it at all. In fact, people were messaging me uh, saying it was Star prices. I got called Donald Trump. People were harassing me because they didn't think this figure was worth anything. Whoa. So I took it down. I kept it. I still have it, and I'm glad I did. Now, that was in – I took it down in December or maybe early January. In March, just a few months later, uh, a loose one with a basketball rim, somebody listed it at $0.99. Cents. It was bid all the way up to $570. Oh, my goodness. Um, wow. So – so something happened. You know, it, it's it started to pick up speed. People started to look for this figure, and once they realized, wow, it really is super rare, the prices started to go up. Now that was March 26th. March 30th, another one, four hundred and eighty-nine dollars. This one was loose with a broken arm. May i thir- I'm sorry, April 13th, another loose one, four hundred dollars. May second, a loose one with a basketball, four hundred and eighty dollars. May 19th, a loose one with accessories, $660. May 26th, one on the card, $630. May 28th, one on a damaged card, $950. June 4th, a loose one, 450. June 12th, another one on a damaged card, $960. So in the past 3 months, nine have sold all between 400 and and $1,000. Now, the important thing is a lot of these listings had that 1994 sales report in the listing or the description. And the only place that was ever released was the Turtle Flakes podcast. <laughs> so that doesn't mean all these people heard the podcast. Woo-hoo! They might have copied and pasted it from other listings. But but still, I, you, you got to admit, it all started with us. And I feel guilty, and we deserve royalties, and <laughs> I really want to hear your opinion on that. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Baxter. Wow, there's so much to say. Well, first of all, g- going back to your,
2: um, your... your... People are buying those things like they're stuffed with cocaine. What the...
1: <laughs> Why are you spending $900 on a... Four inch piece of plastic. Oh, uh, well, for, okay, okay. If, not well, like it's not like it's a genie. What are you well, doing? Uh, well, so I. This is this is my um one of my major character flaws here. Yeah. I don't remember the report. Do you remember us sharing a report? I remember him talking to
2: uh sharing a report with us about. Oh,
1: uh, so, so he said Mike, to us.
2: Action figure Mike or whatever, Captain Mike.
1: Yeah, Captain Mike. I think he yes.
2: he shared that with us.
1: I, okay, that does sound familiar. Yes, about I, a year ago.
2: Because I remember the episode, but I, 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 if I can remember, because I know not everything makes it into one of these episodes. But, like, when we were talking about it, I kind of think you and I were even both like, this is kind of ridiculous. You know I mean? It's, the
1: prices, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, sure. It's I know everything is worth something to somebody, but what is what is this going to be worth? You know and I'm a collector man I love that old stuff I've got every figure you know yeah. I've got I, and you know I'm taking inventory of everything I have and you know I'm sure you're the same way we've spent thousands of dollars yeah buying pieces of plastic <laughs> you know? and, and you know I mean that's that's just what we did with it but like yeah. this yeah. one little figure is like five hundred to a thousand dollars with
1: Pieces yeah. what well i mean i I guess here's here's my stance on it. if you have the money and you are a collector and you want to do that, God uh, bless you we just we we just don't have that, but you know there I don't think there's any question and i, I think Baxter and, and you josh you, you would definitely agree if that sales report is true and there's only a hundred some figures that were ever released, yeah, it's got to be one of the most rare turtles figures out there
2: yeah but um, like and, and rare doesn't equal price sure oh, sure. always sure, do I'll, that I'll always i mean do. like i don't i mean maybe it does to some but like it, in my head you know i just
1: first I, of all we don't have that kind of money to drop we, on a figure so i think that kind of and if
2: i did yeah sure know. i would have bought it like if i could just drop a thousand dollars yeah sure i'd buy that because that is and i know i'm just killing my own argument here but like i guess <laughs> like my actual argument is kind of for Baxters, like dude don't feel bad you didn't, I feel bad. You, why, man? We didn't tell people to spend that much on figures. We didn't. Tell to, <laughs> we didn't put a gun to anyone's head and be like, "Buy that hit. Buy it now. Bid. Buy it now. Bid." We didn't tell people to do that. They created this problem themselves, man.
1: Well, sure, sure. I just feel bad. Well, I guess my stance is, I feel bad for the ones who kind of wanted one. But are probably like us and just can't yeah. afford one now. You know, that, you know that's. What? I mean,
2: like this was also a report based off Star Wars figures. Sure. Yeah. It's actually based on the same thing. You know. I mean.
1: <sighs> yeah. Yeah, but I, you know what, Baxter, I'm with you, man. If we could get royalties, I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah, you know what, and I'm I'm sorry. I mean, good for you for making a, a room for another kid that you're having. I'm f- proud
1: of you, man. You did the right thing.
2: Yeah. You. I mean. I know one. I mean, we all know one day we're gonna have to give all this stuff up. and It's gonna suck. And if anything, I'm gonna want your help for some moral support because you know, one day. <laughs> one day, because I think we all know, like one day, like somebody's gonna say, like, dude, you gotta stop. You know, it, it's time. To <laughs> you know, but like, you know, you did the right thing. That's really cool. That's you did it for the right reasons too. Mm-hmm. You know, and. I still kind of have to chuckle that um, your, your big, like, nostalgia action figure is
1: Tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, dude, you, you had me at Sewer Surfing Mikey. Oh, man, that, that was one of my nostalgic figures. Dude, I, there's nothing that can replace those those original ones that you're given. And kudos to you for having the foresight or the luck, whatever it might be, maybe a little both, to, <laughs> to hang on to those figures you know that you had in your childhood man that that's rare i've only got one that i still have yeah. um and that's detective no, don
2: one you nothing my collection is from when i was a kid i had to rebuy everything come on dude he was selling it for what he bought it for okay that's what it was don't get mad because you can't afford it don't like don't like email a seller and be like hey you're a moron for selling this thing it's like yeah and you don't have you didn't have to buy it it's, yeah, yeah. What he told you to. These are choices you made.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, Baxter, thank you so much for the phone call, man, and and keep those coming. I love, you know, kudos and God bless you for for uh, you know, doing all that research, you know, just just archiving, you know, the consistency that these figures are are yeah. going for. I mean, you know, he did a lot of homework to to Although justify this.
2: With... <laughs> Somebody's saying that it was Pawn Star prizes—that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> best I can do is twenty bucks, man.
1: Yeah, twenty bucks, <laughs> <laughs> man.
2: You know what? We gotta have Baxter on the show so we can do like Dark Side of Collecting uh, retrospective here. Be like, yeah, this is what sucks about collecting.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I. Agree. One day
2: you're I gonna don't... have to give it up, and you always want something else, and that's yeah. it's kind of a terrible feeling because there's something there's something right now that I want to buy. That I'm telling myself not to get because I'm just gonna feel bad when it gets here. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's just like it's something. It's it's a variant of something that I already have, but I you don't need it, and you're just gonna feel like when get it gets, but you're gonna feel terrible. Yeah, but I want it. <laughs> yeah, but
1: I want it. <laughs> yeah, I want it. That should be our yeah. ringtone. Yeah, but I want it. <laughs> yeah, but I want it. Come on, it's turtles. It's turtles. Yeah, it's turtles. You get it. So, uh, so guys, uh, I guess that's going to wrap up this show. I, I apologize that we didn't get to cover a, a comic and we had a, a plan to watch well, the, uh, there's
2: no new comic out yet. Yes, uh, the new com-
1: it-, it should be coming out next week.
2: Yeah. The new comic comes out this week. So yeah, next, next episode, we'll probably talk about it.
1: Awesome. That sounds good. And, and, and once again, David, we will read your email in the next episode. And speaking of listener feedback, here's what I'm going to do. Um, speaking of minimizing, what I wanna do is kind of just a thank you to our listeners for sticking with us through all the inconsistencies yeah. and everything. Is I'm gonna do just a, it's not gonna be anything huge, but maybe just send out a um a figure or two or or some turtles random stuff that I've collected over the years your way, just as a thank you. So how I'm gonna do it is It's
2: gonna be a metalhead. F-
1: yeah <laughs> Jay Jorgensen, I found out who it was. Okay. I'm gonna send your metalhead. Yeah, I did I did do a little bit of prep, I guess, this week. Yeah. I found out who I owed a toy to two years ago.
2: <laughs> Man, He doesn't even listen to he doesn't even collect he, he unsubscribed. <laughs> he unsubscribed.
1: Oh no, no, no. I'm just guessing. Oh he probably God. did. That would be amazing.
2: He has like he has the uh, he's like basically made the Turtle Flakes version of No Homers. We so he No he's Homers. Not giving him his figure. No hosers. Yeah. <laughs> That's my podcast. No Hoser No hosers. podcast. There
1: it is. I love it. I love it. Yeah again why rob won't be on so exactly exactly so what i'm gonna do is um for for those of you who sent us an email just just anybody who sends us an email within a month or maybe two months i'll kind of come up with a guideline for that i'm just gonna randomly draw uh a name out of a hat and i'll I'll send you a little something you know some turtle cards or uh you know a, a loose figure or something like that just as a thank you for all your wonderful feedback so
2: i thought you were gonna be like if you send us an email over the next month i'll send you a figure i'll be like i was gonna be like Rob, you're gonna lose your collection. Don't <laughs> do it. this. Is how you get rid of it. This, don't don't. Yeah, do it.
1: well, you know, this is a way I I can minimize, you know, a little bit, and uh, at the same time, you know, just just thank somebody and maybe bless somebody with uh, you it know something might hold
2: simple. I to get rid of it all.
1: That's true. That's the real reason. No, no, I'm just kidding. So if you'll send us an email, our email is turtleflakespodcast at gmail dot com. We are on Twitter at turtleflakes, and we have a Facebook group page at facebook.com slash groups slash turtleflakes. And the TurtleCom Hotline, which we thank Baxter for the, the phone call. It is 865-309-4875. And uh, go check out our friend Anthony Hernandez's YouTube show. It's dedicated to Turtles figures. It is Totally Tubular Turtle Tuesday, um, and it's by batbomb 82 on YouTube. And we are proud partners with the Retro Gaming Times at ClassicPlastic.net. slash TRT. And don't forget to check out Josh's awesome Turtle Tracks blog, which he just mentioned earlier in the show. And uh, the question we all want to know, Jose, is what kind of pizza we going to have to close out another totally tubular episode of Turtle Flakes?
2: Man, you know what? I, we actually made some pizza um, earlier in the week, and I really uh, blew it out of the water where like she made this uh, pizza dough made out of bread flour. It's really good. Um, made it super Ooh. crispy, not greasy. So, But she actually made uh, a pizza that I really want to have again, so I would recommend our pizza of the week being a bacon and basil uh pizza
1: oh gosh both i love both that sounds
2: yeah because you know it's not like regular you put bacon on anything and it kind of overpowers everything on it but like when you put basil with it it kind
1: of levels everything out it's really nice yeah
2: oh that sounds great
1: Yep. Well, all right, guys, we'll stay tuned for the next episode because we'll be returning to the City at War story arc. And then eventually we're going to go back to, you know, our regular format where we cover classic, 2003 era, next mutation era, you know, all that stuff. We're going to go back into those eras probably after the next episode. So stay tuned. We'll be returning to the City at War story arc, which is IDW issue 95. And um, as always, thank you so much for listening and... Uh, here's to hoping you enjoy your friends, your family, and a mega slice of bacon and basil pizza. Cowabunga, dudes! Cowabunga! Man.
2: It's been kind of—it's been kind of scary, just like watching storms pass us. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just storms meant like weather scares the stuffing out of me. You know, I don't, because I can't do anything about it. Because like true. it's nature you gonna do it's nature whatever
1: whatever hey,
2: here's a tornado it's like well me then
1: <laughs> well it was a good run
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: i regret everything <laughs> yeah you posted something the other day that cracked me up it was um i don't know it was a picture of like somebody looking in anticipation and it said something like when you hear a crash in the other room, or you hear your kid in the other room. Or, oh, yeah, okay. that
2: was a. <laughs> for a while, for like just as a hobby, a couple of years ago, I made parenting memes.
1: Oh, did you make that?
2: Yeah, I made That's that funny. meme. I was tell Hello April. Uh, standing there drinking coffee. It's like when you hear a loud crash, then silence, then I'm okay from another room.
1: Because <laughs> I could so relate to that. Grayson does that all the time.
2: All the time, yeah. You have like kids, man, like it's somehow, like. When you get older I guess your bones harden. But like when you when you are a new human, you're like made out of rubber cement because like he's taking he's taken falls that have hurt me just looking at him and he just bounces up and I'm gay. Okay. I guess that's why there's so many like little kid football teams be like, Yeah, go ahead. Just bounce off each other for a couple You'll be
1: fine. Yep.
2: We're gonna sit here drinking this uh, Gatorade
1: mixed with vodka, so you know, just- Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you should be a coach there, Josh. Know. Me? <laughs> well, you know what? There's this
2: I kind of Nicole makes fun of me. Uh, not makes fun of me, but Nicole. Uh, we were watching Parks and Recreation the other day. Oh, good one. There's episode in like season two, season three is when that show gets really good. Like, skip the first two seasons because they're just, they're fine. But like, season three is where they hit their stride, where like Rob Lowe and all of them came on the show. Oh
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, the show gets really good then and uh, there's this episode in season three where Andy has to coach a basketball team and Ron Swanson has to coach a basketball team and like their coaching styles are how Nicole and I are as parents <laughs> according to Nicole like I'm Ron Swanson <laughs> We're just I like. see like there's three haircuts that are appropriate buzz cut, high and tight or whatever else the third one was and it's like are the scissors broken in your house son <laughs> capitalism <laughs> Uh, what did you say about capitalism it's like discovering the difference between who is rich and who has got who is rich and who has nothing or something like that
1: <laughs> I can see that with your cup of coffee just looking at the kids Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to go back and play those. I, gosh, i beat them back. Uh, I think I got it for the 360 and beat it a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I've bought Resident uh, Evil 5 more than I've bought
2: toothpaste. I have so many. <laughs> I've bought Resident Evil 5 on every platform it's ever been on.
1: See, I was that way with Resident Evil 4. It's like I burned out on
2: it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like Resident Evil 4.
1: See, I loved it when it first came out. I loved that game when it first came I got it for the game and I was like, because they had redone everything. They had, they'd kind of oh, it was, got rid
2: of the. It was a different game. It was Resident Evil in name only.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yet you had. But there
2: was on. Yeah,
1: there was Leon, and and oh man, I just loved it. But then 5 came out, and I remember the anticipation leading up to it. And I loved 5 too. And then I remember when 6 came out, and it got mixed reviews, so I was a little sluggish to, to pick up on it. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, and then, I, and then I did buy it, but I think it was right around the time that I uh, was starting to teach or something. I didn't get to play a lot of it. Um, yeah. So I'd never beat 6. I don't even think I gave it more than a couple hours of gameplay. Yeah, and you, know, I, have,
2: I had a really good experience with it. I've gone back and played it and didn't really care for it as much. Mm. Um, but the first time I played through it, it's a co-op game. And Nicole and I played through that whole game together. Oh, wow. I think that's why I liked it so much because Nicole and I were just it was so much fun to play that with her and (laughs) She's terrible at video games (laughs) When we got to the point of, because like there's Chris and this dude named Pierce and Chris is my man Like I love Chris Redfield. He is just like he's Captain America man Like he's just a go-getter get stuff done protect people because it's the right thing to do and then later on in the game you get the control of these two other characters which is Sherry from Resident Evil 2 she's all grown up and oh, wow. ja- and uh, uh, Jake Mueller who you, ro- who you find out later on in the game is Wesker's son so you've got these two and these two characters that are children of like two of the biggest bad guys in the series William Birkin and Albert Wesker and they're fighting the, the viruses <laughs> and it's so cool because they fall in love. Like, they have, like, puppy love. Like, they start flirting with each other and stuff, and they kind of fall for each other at the end of the game, and they beat, like, the big bad guy with the power of love. <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome. Because, like, you, uh, they have a nemesis-like creature in the game uh, called the Eustanake, who is this big, mutated, muscly monster who just keeps following you the whole game. And you fight him on a train at the end or like in a steel mill with a with a big platform that goes from one end to the other of the plant and you you're fighting him on that at the end and he's got like his weak spot is his heart so like you spend the whole game like chipping away at this dude and like by the end of the game his heart is exposed and you have to hit him there wow and they've got one gun on the ground and jake grabs it and Jake grabs one end of it, and Sherry grabs the other end of it, and they they both pull the trigger while holding hands, looking at each other. And he, he, Jake says, because they think they're gonna die, and Jake tells Sherry, "I'm glad I got to meet you before I died." I was like, they just killed a dude with the power of love. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so adorable the power
1: and cute. Of love.
2: <laughs> That's how I wish I would die. Like Nicole and I would have to die together. Yeah. That's how I wish I would die. Shooting like, a zombie. killing a monster. Like, you know. Just, so cool. It's like he died doing it's what he so loved to do. Stupid. It's so stupid, but it's so much fun. But then I played it by myself. I was like, oh, I see what everyone's talking about. <laughs> <laughs>